Hello, Cody. Hello. Happy Sunday. Thank you. You too. See, I'm seeing, I was just looking at your, at your story on Instagram and you're wearing the very white corduroy jacket from Forever 21. I am. I'm not going to lie to you. I've worn this two days in a row now. It's adorable. What other colors does it come in? I think it, I think it comes in black too, but I might be lying, but I think so. That's me. That's for me. Yes. I'll send you one. You're going to send me one? Yes, I really will. Let me oh see if they God. have black, and if they do, I'll send it to you. Oh my God, you're amazing. I have a funny <laughs> Forever 21 story. So I was in the mall with my kids. There was this beautiful white low cut, which I like, and it was just a very pretty cotton long dress. Anyway, I brought it home. It was a large. And I went onto the, onto the site, and I saw that A, they had it in a medium, and B, it was half off. Okay. Well, yeah. I called Forever 21, the mall, and I said, can I bring this back? Will you match the price? that it is on the site and they don't price match. They don't price match to their own store. They don't price match to their own store. And I'm like, that seems a little counter. It just doesn't seem right. She said, but you can bring it back. So I bought the white dress and the black dress on the site for half off, returned the other one at full price. Four days later, they send me two more dresses. I call up and I'm like, what should I do? You guys sent me two dresses. And, and he said, well, send a picture of the package to this email. And if you don't hear from them, you can keep them. I sent it. I never heard back. I called again. And then they finally emailed me and they said, keep the extra two dresses. So now I have four dresses. For the price of one. You're so nice to call though. Most people would just get extra things and be like, oh, cool. Yeah. I was brought up in a New York Italian household. If you do that, it means you're going to hell. Yeah, no, karma. I believe in that too. Yeah, I deeply believe in karma. And that is actually a perfect place to introduce you to my listeners on Bootstrap Bitch. Okay, yeah. So you are one of the only thus far guests that I've had that I really don't know very well or really at all. Okay, right. Right? Right. So most of my other guests I have history with or I have um, had extensive conversations with. You and I met um, at Sugar Taco... Yes. The other day at the Women in Business luncheon that our friend Chrissy Kling and Good Karma Studio and Jessica Hall threw. Yeah. And I sat across from you. I remember you walking in. I remember clocking you. You're like, you know, all of five foot three and like 80 pounds soaking. I up. love that you gave me two extra inches. I'm five one, but I will take five three. Oh, I think okay. I had to go on. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at you and I immediately get this vibe from you. And lucky for me, you sit across from me at the table and we just immediately, it was like kindred spirits. It was. Yeah. We just immediately hit it off. And your story is super interesting to me. Again, I don't know your childhood. I don't, I mean, I know a little bit about the bullying, which we'll get into, Right. but I love the fact that you are a woman who went, who you're a single mother of three children. You went into COVID, into quarantine, not really knowing anything about TikTok or any of it. And where are we? 18 months later, you have over 3.5 million followers. I do. How did that happen? What's your story? When I first started TikTok, it would take me, yeah, it took me a long time to, to do one video. It would take me an hour. But we were in quarantine, so I had that time. So I was entertained. I was, you know, so bored that it kind of was a nice distraction. I was also going through a really, really bad breakup and just needed anything to distract me. 
And so I almost used TikTok to kind of help me heal, to use my voice. I had been in an abusive relationship where I had no voice and I had completely lost myself. And so to come out of that and then it was kind of freeing to have this platform. Well, it wasn't a platform at the time. It was two followers, you know? So it was kind of freeing to be able to have somewhere to use my voice that um, no one knew me at the time. So I just said whatever I wanted to heal. And um, I think that resonated with a lot of people. And uh, honestly, a lot of people broke up during quarantine. So I think during that time, it was just really relatable what I was going through. And so I had a relationship. He was a narcissist, which I didn't know, of course, until afterwards. Turns out there's a huge community of women that are either, you know, still with narcissists or have broken up with narcissists that um, didn't know how to heal. And so I think by watching me go through it, it kind of, we all went through it together then. And so it just started building this following. And then um, I had a huge viral video. I made other friends on TikTok and we did, you know, I had had a couple viral videos and then we did a dance together that went crazy. And it went like 60 million views. Overnight, I had managers in my DMs, like people wanting to sign me and everything. And it was a roller coaster for sure. I'm, I feel like it's leveled out and I'm very happy with where I am now, but that's, it's crazy to go overnight from nobody knowing who you are to millions and all these eyes on you and this criticism. It's, you know, good and bad. So, you know. First of all, what was the dance? Were you naked? <laughs> no, literally not sexy at all. Just, I mean, you know, I guess there was a little like butt shaking going on, but like fully clothed. We were just in the middle of the street dancing about being moms. And I think at the time there weren't really a lot of moms on TikTok. And so it was unusual to see it. So people watched it. And now it, there's a huge mom community on TikTok, but it took, you know, for the first year that I was on it, there really, it was just kind of me. And then there was a couple friends that I had that were also moms on there, but that's, you know, now it's, now it's a huge, huge app for all ages. But at the time, remember, it was kind of like a teenager app. Well, that's what I thought because I right. had your child. So I thought, oh, well, this is just for kids. So I never really right. looked so at it. I used to dance. So I was a dancer my entire life. And then that was kind of just like an outlet to, I feel like dancing, um, you focus so much on that, that you can't think about any of the craziness going on in your life. So that's kind of what I used it for. And I didn't care that it was a kid app. I was like, whatever, I'm just having fun. And then obviously it became something else. I don't know. I, I actually barely used social media before this. So it's, it's very much a new world for me too. That's what I find so fascinating about you is that you went into COVID one way and have come out something very, very different. I think, I think everybody's done a 180 in, yes. some, in some capacity. Yes. I don't know anybody who's gone in and come out unscathed. You had to do some type of inner work. You had to look inward and heal with all that free time. And if you didn't, it kind of makes me, you know, question where you're at in your journey, I guess, because it was just such a moment to reflect on the way you had been living life and the way you wanted to live life. And we had the time for the first time in our lifetimes to be able to take the time to really work on things and change the things that you didn't like about yourself. And that's what you use these platforms for. You use them right. for good. 
I know that you were previously married because you have three children. Right. Um, and that ended. Uh, and then you were alone with your children. You got into another relationship when that ended. So I can imagine that your use, that your use of the platforms, almost like free therapy. Very much. It totally was. And you were getting feedback. So you were, you were, you were reaching your audience and they were obviously caring about your journey. And also you introduced a whole new community of mothers to this social platform, which is pretty trailblazing and pioneering. I, I don't want to like completely credit myself, but I will say mothers in my age range, there were a lot of like younger mothers, um, you know, 21, 22 year olds that were already on the app. Yeah. I call that not, that's, that's children having children. Yes. Yeah. And I can say that because I had my first when I was 23, I think. And I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I was, I was a baby. I was a baby. I also think there's a difference between not to like invalidate motherhood for anybody, but there's a difference between having a baby and having kids. And I'm at the stage with my kids that I'm parenting them. I'm not just taking care of them. And I think that, um, I don't know that I was like the first on the app to do that, but I think I was one of the first to kind of blow up that have kids like school age kids, you know, and in my thirties. And I think that's kind of what, um, People, it was almost like shocking at first to people like, oh, wait, you can still be cool and like be yourself and wear what you want to wear and do what you want to do, even if you're a mom in your 30s, which we know is not old. But to people on this app, you know, to these 15 year olds, it was like a shocking revelation. You know, you actually are the embodiment of a bootstrap bitch. I'll agree with that. You really do personify all of the characteristics that that I consider to be a bootstrap bitch. You're you're beautiful. You're sexy. You own it. I love your ink. I think it's fantastic. I know you can't see it right now, but there's yeah, a lot exactly. Of it. Yeah. I have to take the jacket off at some point. You have literally pulled yourself up by your bootstraps a number of times, and you've had a couple of different incarnations. So you just said that you were a dancer, then you were a wife, then you were a mother, now you're a single mother, then you were a victim. I don't like the word victim, but you- I was just gonna say that. Yes, I don't like that word victim. What other word can we use there? I went through a, uh, I had some misjudgments about who someone might be. That's brilliant. And I took, uh, I took that experience and learned from it and made myself a whole lot stronger and gave myself a very thick skin. And uh, now nobody can mess with me. So that's right. I so, like that. You went through a period of misjudgment. I like yeah. that. And then pulled yourself back up. Yes. The other thing that we talked about at the luncheon is when you do have 3.5 and more million followers on these social platforms, you open yourself up to not only the positive feedback that people so generously give, but also the negative feedback that people so generously feel that they, that it's their right to dump on you. And there's a lot of it. Why is that? And how do you navigate that shark filled ocean of crap? That's a good way to describe it. I used to let it get to me a lot. I really did. There were so, and I still, there's still definitely moments that I just have to put my phone down and not read anything. Or, you know, if, a, if comments are really bad on one video, I just delete the video. It's not worth my mental health. 
Um, I will say 99% of the time now I don't care. I'm, um, I finally realized, you know, when you're growing up and girls are mean to you, your mom tells you it's because they're jealous of you. They're jealous of you. And I never believed that until now I'm on the other side of this healing journey where, you know, back then in high school, even my early twenties, if I saw a woman that was, uh, very much knew her power and was confident and unapologetically herself. And also, and I don't say this in a conceited way, I say it in a way that um, I know who I am. Uh, when somebody has that confidence and is also attractive, you, um, and I think attractive is a mindset. I think if you believe you're attractive, then you are. And um, when I would see a woman like that, it would be extremely threatening to me. And because I was insecure and not confident in my own self yet, it's almost like you have to find a reason to make that woman not perfect. Not that I'm perfect by any means, but just, you know, it's social media. So it looks one way. Um, you almost have to find it to rationalize in your head. Oh, she's not as good as she seems. She's a bad person. And this is why. And so they just find things. And I know that. And so when I get, when I get these really negative comments, I got one this morning um, about I was wearing a bathing suit in a video and uh, it's, you know, pretty small bottoms and a woman comments on it telling me how disgusting it is and, you know, whatever. And I know that that comes from a place of insecurity. So instead of um, taking it to heart, I kind of put that positive energy back out there and I will literally, and sometimes I'll just delete the comment and sometimes I'll tell them like, I wish you healing. I wish you nothing but the best, or I will give a compliment back to them. If I see in one of their videos that they have a cute outfit on or they have a cute dog or something, I will comment back to them and say, your dog is really cute. I hope you have a great day. I just think, um, the more positive you put out into the world, first of all, you get it back. We were talking about karma. And second of all, that's what's good for humanity is to put positive out there and lift all of our vibrations up and live on this wavelength of um, being equal and being happy and giving that to each other, I think is so much more healing for everybody. You know how they say hurt people hurt people? Mm -hmm. I believe healed people heal people. So... On the days that I am feeling the strength to, you know, talk to these people or say something back, that's what that's how I handle it. That's what I do. Well, I think that's very big of you. I also have an amazing group of friends that um, if it's a hard day that and they're all on social media, too. So we kind of do this with each other. Um, if it's a hard day and we're questioning ourselves or the comments are really bad that day, we will ask each other. Like, I will say, does this was this this way that these people are saying, or do I look like this or, or even just like, Hey, I'm having a hard day. And this group of women that I have found is just the most uplifting, loving, accepting, supportive group. And I really don't know that I could do social media without them. And it was hard to find a group of women like that. But I think when you are healing and you're uplifting to other people and you want to empower other women, that's who you attract, mm -hmm. you know? I interviewed Carmendy um, of Carmendy Beauty. I don't know if you remember uh, TLC's What Not to Wear. Yes. Okay, so she was the makeup artist of the show. And uh, okay. She now has a brand new line on QVC and it's the five minute Carmendy Beauty routine. It's, it's like brilliant. You know, you just throw some stuff on your face and five minutes later you look amazing, okay? And I love it. 
as and as a mother of multiple children, you kind of need to be able to have, you know, that five minutes. Yes. So that, as I call it, you can put on your, just in case I run into my ex-boyfriend face. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Because you never know. You never know. And the minute you actually go outside and you don't have any makeup on or your hair and you you look like a troll that crawled That's out from the bridge, happens. guarantee you that is the day. A hundred percent. That is the day. You never want your ex-boyfriend to walk away going, whoo, did I dodge a bullet? Never, but, and this is a little turn from the, well, no, not a turn from the conversation. I will tell you, the abusive ex, I did run into him recently. And the, the universe was on my side very much because I looked fly that day. And I just knew he looked exactly the same, was wearing, was wearing a shirt that I bought for him. Okay, it's been a year and a half. And uh, just seeing that um, I really did the work. And like, it was... I had like dreaded because we live very close to, well, I don't know where he lives now, but in the same vicinity. And I knew it would happen one day and I dreaded it. And I felt so proud of myself. I mean, just doing the work and seeing where it gets you. It was just such a tangible moment of like, oh, it really wasn't me. It really wasn't me that did that, you know? Because I believe that after you break up, whoever betters themselves, it, you weren't the problem. I feel like I was being pulled down. So when you saw him, did any part of the time of misjudgment, did it bubble up in you at all? Did you have any fear, any nervousness, or were you completely on solid ground? The only thing that it made me think was, what was I doing? What was I doing? Like not, you know, they become so unattractive to you once you see them for who they really are. And I could not believe that I let somebody like that treat me like that. Not, I mean, anybody treat me like that, but especially someone like that. So there was no, um, no, I felt, I didn't feel scared at all. Not at all. For the first time in a long time. I mean, I don't remember seeing him previously. Like when we were together, I was on eggshells constantly. So that was, um, that was a little freeing. Yeah, that was a, a nice moment of, you know, pat myself on the back a little bit. Yeah, because that's got to be a very difficult way to live, walking on eggshells all the time and never, yeah. never being fully confident and sure of, um, of, of who you are, who you are in the relationship. Are you loved? Are you loved for the right reasons? I'm very proud of you. And I'm glad that you took that turn on the conversation because that also gets me back to you finding this female family of support. I was talking about Carmendy, and so she has these five rules about, you know, feeling beautiful. And it could be talking, you know, mirror messages, talking to yourself in the mirror. You know, I look pretty today, or I, I feel good today. Today's going to be a great day um, uh, to, you know, having that five minutes of self-care. But one of my most favorite ones, I think it's, it's, it's her fifth beauty rule, is to, is to pass, pass the compliments, so for me, it's really, really important whenever I see a woman, you know, I've been known to say, man, you have the best ass I have seen in a while, right? Where did you get those jeans or your eyelashes are so beautiful? How do you get your bangs to frame your face so beautifully? And what I see is a woman all of a sudden is like taken aback and she smiles and it makes me feel so good 
that I was able to make another woman grow an inch. Yes. And I think it's important that we do that, that we pass along the compliments. A hundred percent. I agree. And I used to, and I'm still pretty, and I know this sounds odd because I speak to millions of people on a platform every day, but I'm pretty shy. And I used to, um, you know, see someone that I liked or something pretty or a cute outfit or whatever, and just keep it to myself. And now after learning what I've learned in this, you know, giving, getting that same effect that you talked about, that it almost like makes you light up too. And that's what I mean that like you give it and you get it back. And even if, even if someone isn't like blatantly complimenting you back, you feel it. And I think that that's, um, that's kind of the message I try to send on social media because women tear each other down so often that I kind of, which I noticed as my following grew. And I kind of saw this opportunity to use this space to uplift each other and to spread that message, especially for the younger women on the app. Well, and, you know, actually I have followers into their sixties and it's like some of these lessons you don't learn your whole life. And you realize, I mean, I have followers that will DM me that will say, I didn't realize that I could still be myself. I'm 50 years old and have been playing a role that I wasn't this whole time. And thank you for, you know, reminding me I can be me. And I just think that anytime that there's women that are not only unapologetically themselves, but also empowering you to be unapologetically yourself, that's, that's the space that social media needs to be living in. And not that I can single-handedly change it, but I thought, you know, if I can help one person, then that's enough. Well, I think you are. And I think that you also have multiple facets to your personality. There are some videos that you have posted because now I've done a little bit of research, which I think are the more badass Cody. And then there are other ones that are the more silly Cody. And then there are others that can be a more educational Cody where you're actually inspiring and aspiring, you know, women of all ages to embrace all of their personalities. That's what I think you have been able to do is to put every facet of yourself out there and let whoever gleans on to whichever personality, hopefully they're taking the positivity that you're sending out. That is very true. And I do think that that's part of the reason that I have this following is because I speak to a lot of different types of people. I think a lot of times you get put in a box on social media or just in any, anywhere, I guess you get put in a box of this is who you should be. And I, there's too much of me to be put into a tiny little box of you're just the sexy mom. Like it's, uh, there's just so much more to me than that. And I refuse to let people believe that that's all I am. And if that's all somebody, that's absolutely okay. If that's who you feel your most self being and you're confident in that and that's what you want to portray to everybody, then more power to you. But for me, I am a big personality and I have um, a lot of opinions. And I think when you come from a place, and my childhood was a little emotionally abusive too. And I think when you come from a place of, making yourself smaller your whole life, when you finally realize you break out of that box, like no one can shut me up now, you know? You know what happens when you open Pandora's box? It's like all hell breaks loose. So yeah. I think that's, that's what happened is that, you know, God, I believe, gave you or, you know, God gave us all this restart button. Yes. And I think each one of us has restarted in different ways, but he gave you 
the courage and the idea to go, hey, listen, I can't leave my home. I'm not going to therapy. I just went through this. Let me go on here and let me just talk. And maybe, you know, if my talking helps somebody else, then it's all it's all worth it. And look what you built. You get paid to talk on TikTok. That is true. That, and it's come with so many more opportunities too. I mean, I have a jewelry line that just came out. I do brand deals constantly. I'm on these podcasts with you all the time. I've met amazing women like you that uh, we've created this little community. And it's like the craziest thing to think where I was a year ago. I'm a different person. And I totally believe in growth and people can change because I have, um, like you said, I've, I've incarnated many times in this lifetime. And I always say that if you knew me two years ago, then you don't know me. I hesitate to have anybody in my life that is the same as they were two years ago, because what are we doing if we're not growing, you know? So yeah, it is, it is crazy to see just what, uh, what a little teenage app can do for your life. I think that's, I, I think it's just, I mean, I laugh, I giggle because I just think it's so amazing. You're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on Bootstrap Bitch. <laughs>